Sorry for the interruption. Coming up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Our podcasts keep community strong, and for the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. Happy listening. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, this is Annie for Showreel, our look at the Australian film industry. And today we're going to be looking at a film called The Power of Activism. It's coming up at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival and I was lucky enough to have a chat with Steve Povovalsky and Michelle Dado. Michelle is the uh, producer, director and uh, Steve is the cinematographer. But it's a collaborative effort. It follows uh, the worlds of uh, six activist women, young women, and uh, it uh, also works with an actuary to look at the money value of their work. This is what they had to say. Thank you very much for giving me some time over your film, The Power of Activism. I know that you're experienced filmmakers, but uh, obviously you also have a commitment to environmental uh, change. Is that true? Um, is, is that for Michelle? Oh, Michelle, you're the, you're the producer. You're the person who got this going, right? Uh, yes, so I, I, this environmental causes are, are um, at the heart of me as a person, but um, driving, sorry, <coughs> frog in my throat. <coughs> sorry. Um, yeah, the environment is, is keenly at the heart of this and trying to find a way to, to engage for change and switch people on. So, yes, 100%. Okay, and so you got Stephen on board. I did. So Steve and I are um, friends and colleagues from way back. Um, we, uh, I used to teach at AFTERS and Steve is a student, was a student way back um, at AFTERS. That's how we met. And um, Steve's a, a fantastic documentary maker, storyteller. And I reached out to him in 2018 and said, please <laughs> come on board and um and help me make this film. And so the rest is history. Here we are. So what were some of the challenges you could see, Stephen, in making a film that uh, follows the pursuits of uh, several uh, dynamic young female environmentalists with their various projects? Um, there's a few layers to that because when Michelle first approached me, uh, I was real. I mean, I'm 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 not as 
environmentally active as Michelle is, but she sort of um, piqued my interest in these causes. But I felt when she approached me that we needed to come up with a different lens. So that was the first problem, finding the lens, because people tend to glaze over when the E word environment is mentioned and everyone feels like they've seen it all before. So the challenge was, okay, so Michelle and I collaborated on finding that lens, which was, okay, let's get an actuary involved. And then, um, I, I mean, just sort of going back to your other question, I was attracted to the project because I was like, oh, my God, these women are amazing. Uh, and, yes, let's try and uh, – and they're all under this climate change umbrella, so that's perfect. So, yeah. And then I think the challenge was just really mainly in the edit um, to to splice everyone in at – I think the right pace and right time and right dose of each person and each project and their journey with the um, actuary. So I'd say, I mean, the, the filming was a pleasure, you know. I just, uh, I mean, we, we had we had a plan um, that each of the women were going to go through their life and their project with Kirsten, the actuary. But then I think the quantity of footage and just that, Yes, we'd bitten off a lot by wanting to intercut six stories uh, with the with uh, their projects as people, and then Michelle intertwined. It was a real challenge. The the edit that was by far the biggest challenge. And Michelle, how did? Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I think just I don't know why I've lost my my voice. My voice. I think um, just. Adding to that too is that uh, these women, just just how these women came to be and how uh, bringing them together and, you know, uh, showing them to Steve and saying, you know, look look at them, they're amazing. They're all um, conservationists, activists, scientists, filmmakers, game changers, you know, educators, and I became aware of them because I'm, I'm an activist too and... Um, have been I'm, I'm in the space as well as being in the film and tv industry and and being an educator myself I'm in the space so I was aware of these women and and they just uh there was a light bulb went on for me and in terms of wow they're amazing they can inspire they can engage they they inspired me watching them like the first uh doco I saw Shark Girl the documentary on the ABC actually um uh, by by uh, uh, Madison Stewart, and that was over ten years ago. I would say, maybe a little less. And I saw that, and I just saw how power this young woman and her amazing commitment, life choice to to engage for change and do it in a positive, proactive way, working at the source of where the issues were, and trying to to you know inspire and engage a, a solution. So that was a light bulb moment. And then from there, all the others I started meeting and, and you know, Madison recommended I because plastic pollution was a big issue for me and something I've championed in my own community through Boomerang Bags. Another one of the women is in the film and she's the co-founder of Boomerang Bags. 
so I just started, they all kind of know each other and, and, and through, because of course, if you're in this space, you, you are aware of what's going on and you see all the amazing stuff being done. But these women were uh, just stood out as a group and um, they, we were very keen to, 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 you know, under the umbrella of climate change, all these issues are connected. And so that became a big part of the story too, in terms of, presenting that connectedness about how I don't think we realise that all of these issues and our impacts are having a cumulative uh, impact, a cumulative uh, effect and, and have caused climate change. So, so there were many things and I think uh, coming to Steve with these women, these young women and saying, what do you think? And then, you know, obviously the blend of Steve's expertise and uh, storytelling prowess uh we brought it together so it's it's been a journey it's been a journey <laughs> it's been a process a, yeah, a wonderful I, process i was actually going to say that because uh, you would have been responding to discoveries i mean you started off with an idea and um so there's the uh, saving sharks back to country pig farming practices boomerang bag which is about plastics um there's a, a, a young woman who's a student for climate action what what's the six and then there's uh, uh yeah uh, that's alice who really is about ocean conservation yeah okay. and, and nature connection nature she kind of encompasses the whole thing right because it's about nature connection and she's the scientist she's the one who's the marine scientist and researcher and she, she's kind of across the board but um has really come to a place with her work where she's at the heart of everything she does is connecting to nature and having that how important that is and that has really become a through line in the whole film that's about right getting back getting back to country and connecting to nature, yeah. And, and part of this film that's so fascinating actually is that uh, the, the fact that these uh, people are young, female, and they're working, they decided on something in particular. Uh, so they, they, they are apparently isolated uh, activities, um, which is a kind of an expression of um, our atomised uh, society atomizing people into individual effort as opposed to uh, and your film brings it to a collective uh understanding of these individuals uh bravery and um uh commitment which is another trope around young people not being brave and not being committed which is quite clearly untrue uh the other thing that's fascinating is of course the decision to tie them to the actuary, which they themselves believed that they were doing things because they were right to do and that it was cosmic in a sense, uh, but to actually tie it to our uh, existing society's god, gammon, money, um, is really quite fascinating, isn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. There, there was there's some pushback in the film, especially from Ella, about you know I'm trying to get away from the economic system. That's what's broken, and we need to fix it. And then um, off camera, uh, quite a bit of pushback on you know why do we have to buy into the suits? 
you know. Um, and at the end of the day, it's actually said in the film that money makes the world go round. So, and also, um, that's fine if there's a debate about that. You know, like why why put a money value on this? <clears throat> uh, which I think that's a good debate uh, to to you know instigate that. Uh, yeah, sometimes you have to buy into it and sometimes you have to ignore it, I think. And then it actually, it, it comes to fruition when a ridiculous price is put on Indigenous IP of $500 million. I mean, like, I'm no actuary, but I know it's worth more than $1,000 billion. So uh, that actually proves Ella right in her case. Um, the other thing is that then Madison responds to the figure that she gets and goes, this is amazing. I can actually use it to go and raise some more money or to prove to people that what I'm doing is a good thing. So, you know, yeah. Um, it becomes so I, an activist tool, basically. Yeah. Um, something that arose in another screening that we had at Parliament House was that this could, this will, because we had a, a room full of actuaries watching the film who were all friends with Kirsten, and they actually stood up and went, this is a great strand of actuary, actuarism, actuary work that you could actually uh, be an environmentalist actuary, uh, which I think is the future. It's definitely a sub-strand of, of it. And I know, um, like Macquarie Group, actually has, employs people on that level with good salary, great salaries. So it, it's, it's a career path. It's a legitimate career path. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, uh, what, what came out was in the, in the process of making the film is how, you know, that obviously all of us in the space know that, can, that all of this, that nature's priceless. How do you put a, a dollar figure on the value of nature? But... And and we kind of touch on that in the film, like Steve said, around Indigenous, uh, the value of Indigenous culture and and of nature connection. And obviously some of the figures that come out in terms of health and well-being, which again is a through line. The ripple effect is is how do you put a price on that? And and it it you know, Kirsten, we uh really undervalue you know the, the figures that we put out there are an undervalue not an overvalue so they're certainly a very safe number to to project and and present but um all of the research has come from peer-reviewed studies and the, and the data and stats that are out there but uh but really it's just the tip of the iceberg and and just i think that is become that's very apparent to audiences too and and in, in terms of how the film's been put together, it, it really shows that, that we are presenting a figure and that's really powerful, but it's a, it's, it's uh, really just a, <laughs> just, it, I think that comes across in the film too, that the figure is so much more than that in terms of the, the dollar value. It's obviously intrinsically, the value is, is priceless <laughs> across the board, but to present that dollar figure financially, economically to business to, to government it is very powerful and and resonating clearly yeah the uh, young women um they've dedicated their lives to their uh fight um and uh they must have also come uh, a long way in this process uh during the filming that they must have found it quite an interesting process themselves 
You want to take that, Steve? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I think that there's a little thread in the film about um, what they personally are worth in terms of, you know, lawyers are getting paid X amount or people who run mining companies are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to destroy, to destroy the, the work planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a quotable uh, so, quote. <laughs> why can't we get paid to fix it? Um, yeah. So I think that that was one big uh, takeaway for them that to actually put a bit of a dollar figure on it. I mean, a lot of them... It, it, it brought them, it, it, I think it's nice because I think whether you're into whatever you're into, I think taking stock of your life, where you're at and what you've done is a universally great thing to do. So I think they, they just got that in its most basic form. Oh, instead of always going forward and looking forward, looking forward, they, they had a moment to go, okay, let me look at what I've done and let me tell someone who's genuinely interested because Kirsten's an environmentalist as well. Um, and then the, the communal uh, support in the journey of the women who pretty much all knew each other anyway, but not intimately because we went away twice uh, or three times to a particular location where we were all together and they could all hang out. So when an interview was going on, the, the women were together talking and then that would, you know, feed into it. So, yeah, I think the journey, I mean, who knows? They might have, they might now, I mean, if we have a check-in now, we're so in like promoting the film mode, but um, if we had a check-in with them, they might be like, well, where are you at? I mean, Doha is an interesting story on that level because it was revealed in the film how difficult this choice is, this career choice and for her, and she's a super smart person, uh, she's decided, well, I'm going to study medicine. So whether she graduates as a doctor and then, you know, works as a doctor, I have a feeling it'll be somewhere back in Pakistan for an NGO or something like that. I mean, it might not be, you know. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe even some of the girls talking about how difficult it is and how they've had so much burnout. And I think Doha felt burnout already at the age of 18. Um, that might have influenced her to study medicine. I, I don't know. But she certainly still got her, um, her environmentalist passion there. There's a, a great a lot of strands that come out of this film. I mean, it's a film. And so, therefore, it's a, prov a provocation, in effect, for a lot of thinking. Um, and also a great document of young people's lives and their their uh, future aspirations. Um, uh, it's a fascinating film, in fact. Uh, you must be quite uh, pleased with the uh, community uh, strength that's come out of merely one film. Um Yes, I, I'm quite overwhelming, really. And I think community the community aspect is at the heart of the film, too. A another, like you say, there's so many ripple effects and, and um, um, you know, carry on the thought bubbles that come from this. And, and that's fantastic. That's what we want, right? So the grassroots community engagement, which parallels Indigenous connecting back to country, is at the heart of the film in more ways than one. And, I, and the other thing that, that is is really powerful, play on the title word, right, um, 
is is the impact of these young women in in more ways than one. They're fantastic role models, and they're we've seen it in our audience screenings that we've had the private ones we've had so far, as well as uh, I've personally brought the girls, some of the girls, into classrooms because we, we're very keen to get. That's an, uh, one of the feedback comments we're getting regularly is that this needs to be seen in every high school, every every young person. You know, whether or not our demographic. Um, you know, uh, Mark is is really that teenager through to young 20-something. I mean, it's for everybody. We want everyone to see it, but it seems to be resonating very powerfully with with young people. And the young women, uh, which is great, um, are just great role models for, for kids, boys and girls. This is, it's, you know, we didn't set out to just have a, an all-female <laughs> um, group, but... Oh, that's you interesting. Know, you, you didn't set out to just do an all-female that's interesting. No. So it comes across very strongly, but you know, it's a little bit like this: uh, 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 the change is going to come from middle-aged women and uh, young women. <laughs> well, and I think it's it's just testament. It's just a fact that uh, the the young people dedicating their lives to these causes, and these six women are in in different ways, are women. They're young women. And, and you know, that theme, it's very timely right now in terms of uh, what's going on more broadly in society. But, it you know, like I look at my role models of David Attenborough, all the typical ones, you know, David Attenborough, David Suzuki, Al Gore, Steve Irwin. I look at all of them going back. Jane Goodall's there. But they're men mainly and and some women. And so what? why not just, you know, the fact that now it's largely women, in the young activist space, let's celebrate that and their role models for boys and girls. Absolutely. We should be, you know, when you look at if Steve and I were to do a list of the cast and crew, it's it's probably more men involved than women, you know, just in terms of um, the, there's a lot of men in the film with the women, you know. So they just happen to be the leaders in these spaces and they, res they resonate really powerfully on the screen and that's obviously important. But... Um, you know, it just it just came to be that here the, here are these six women. Let let's tell their stories and and they're they're championing change on all of these issues. That is the whole point of the story, right? Climate change and action. So you know, let let's celebrate that. Uh, uh, can I jump? Oh, sorry. So, sorry, Annie. I was gonna I was gonna just say that in developing the film before the actuary was involved. The film was actually titled The Price of Activism and it was going to be more focused on the sacrifice that these women have made in their lives and why um, and, and also exploring why it is predominantly women. Some of the answers to that are because women on the whole tend to care less about money and joining the, uh, I guess, the capitalistic workforce. But we changed direction in the film. There's still a tiny bit of that in the film, the, the sacrifices that we made. But our decision was based around opening up a new audience and not being sad sacky in a way. Like we didn't want to, we didn't want it to be about that. We wanted, really wanted it to be positive and to really shed new lights. So hence, it became the power of activism from the price, which is quite an interesting flip. Um, and 
Uh, yeah, but I think there's a whole other doco there. And there, there's plenty of guys uh, that we met along the way, plenty. Um, but it just happened that this was a cohesive group, all with different causes that all gelled together as one. Um, yeah, it's come up a bit in other Q&As and really it, it's sort of like, you know, when you say like employment-wise, you know, uh, or, or, or inequity, it's like if you're the right person for the job, you get the job and these women are all amazing and that's why they're in the film, not because they're women only. It wasn't, it was sort of subconscious, I guess, not conscious. Yeah, yeah, anyway. it's storytelling. Um you must be happy that it's showing at uh, Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Oh, we're, we are ecstatic. Absolutely. For a start, in my household, we're sort of constantly talking about coming to Melbourne. So it's a pity it's only online, but still we're absolutely stoked. Thank you so much for letting us in and letting us get your audience. You know, that's ama- it's amazing because that's why we make it. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for talking to me this morning. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Okay, all the best. Bye. That's it for Showreel this week. Uh, Tune in next week for more interesting information about what's going on in the Australian film industry. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight
Did you enjoy listening to this podcast? 3CR is a community radio station, and you, the listener, are part of that community. Right now, it's our radiothon, and we need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donation really matters. Help keep community strong for another year.